This is episode 12 with president and director of Iron Impact, Jake Worrell. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. And finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Never underestimate the valuable and important difference you make in every life you touch for the impact you make today has a powerful rippling effect on every tomorrow. Leon Brown. And we have that ability to affect the future whether it be interacting with the younger generation, whether it be influencing those around us right now, or just laying that foundation of improvement and building each other up as we go out. We have the opportunity to affect the future positively. And that's why I'm excited to have Jake Worrell here today um, to talk more about how we can impact the younger generation as we go forward. All right, guys, we have a great guest on the show today. Jake Worrell, he is the president and director of Iron Impact, and this is a non-for-profit organization that is building a strong foundation in young athletes through the gospel of Jesus Christ um, that focuses on character and community. So it's a really great organization, uh, young on in its development, but doing a lot of good in the community. And another cool fact about Jake is I actually went to college uh, with him back in the day at Indiana Wesleyan University. So, Jake, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Chris, I appreciate it, man. It's it's fun to 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 get back with with old friends and reconnect and yeah, and, uh, see how everyone's doing. And I, I appreciate you reaching out, and uh, I, I love what you're doing here, and I'm excited to be on the show with you. Thanks, man. Yeah, we were just talking before we were recording, just how it's cool to see how everybody we've known. Yeah. doing different things and, and building different things. And so, yeah, yep. it's really awesome to be able to reconnect and uh, share this with everybody who's listening. So um, we're just going to jump right in. So Iron Impact, kind of give us your description. I know I kind of introduc- or introduced yeah. it, but like, what do you tell people Iron Impact is? Yeah, so you, you did a great job uh, as far as introduction to it, and you pretty much hit the nail on the head. But okay. um really the the vision I had an overall vision of iron impact is to see all athletes of all ages impacted through Jesus Christ. Um, so we, we've taken a model, um, of the gospel and have driven it into youth sports organizations here in St. Louis in the Metro Illinois area. So, um, we've had an amazing opportunity to be able to start, um, in an organization that I've worked for in the past, it's called the Gators baseball Academy. Okay. Uh, They, they've loved what, what I have started and they do a tremendous job as just far as um, developing these kids on the field. Um, But they, they want to see it go deeper than that as far as just developing these kids off the field and and jumping into their character and, and getting them involved in the community and working on some leadership qualities. So, um, that's, that's kind of how I, I explain it a little bit. Um, it, it's very similar to a model of, of FCA, uh, okay. which yeah, big impact on my life. Um, 
but yeah, so it, it's to see athletes of all ages impacted through Jesus Christ. And and for those who don't know, FCA is a fellowship of Christian athletes. So it's an organization. Correct. Yeah. That reaches out to athletes uh, based on Christian principles. So that's awesome. Yep. So you said all ages, is there a specific age you kind of started with, or did you literally start at all ages? Yeah. So, uh, that was tough. Um, so we, we kind of break it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we, depending on when we have our meeting sessions, we kind of, we kind of get a little bit more specific as far as the age group goes. Gotcha. Um, obviously it would be tough if we had seven and eight year olds in a group with, with 14 to 15 year olds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when we, when we meet weekly, we meet every week and we call them our fellowship group. And awesome. we usually meet, uh, between ages of about 10 to 11, all the way up to about 16 to 17 year olds, so our high school groups. Um, we've seen that that's a pretty good mesh, um, just as far as getting older kids and younger kids together and working on those relationships and, and things that those age group of kids are struggling with. Um, and then we we're going to start here probably at the beginning of the year, um, getting the smaller age group of kids together and just limiting that age group to about because the age of the teams go down to like seven U. So we'll probably okay. do like seven to nine year olds. Uh, and that'll be just very surface level stuff, you know, because I haven't really come across a seven or eight year old kid that's been struggling um, uh, with, with certain things, but they, they may be out there, but uh, right. that'll be a little bit more surface level stuff and just kind of getting a little bit more involved in, in the organization and just slowly start presenting the gospel to them. That's awesome, man. That's, that's such a cool kind of mission and, and yeah. field to be in. That's really, that's really, that's awesome to see. And I, I can't wait yep. to see how that grows and how it impacts yep. even more people. So now, is there anything that kind of like, I guess, I mean, you being a baseball player in college and everything, is that yeah. kind of what led you or is there other things that kind of pushed you towards creating this program? Yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, FCA had such a big impact in my yeah. life and I was always involved with it at, at such a young age. Um, and I kind of wanted just to start something on my own. Okay. I wanted to, even though we have overall, the, our mission is the same mission as, is FCA. We just want to impact kids to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, uh, as long as we, uh, you know, are, are, are doing our thing and then trying to impact as many lives as possible. Um, I, I just wanted to go out and do my own thing. Um, That's cool. and, and, uh, try to start something on my own. Um, I felt my whole life, not my whole life, but a decent portion of my life. I felt like I was running away from what God was really trying to show me. Mm. And, um, it wasn't, I didn't realize that to probably, closer to the end of my college career. Um, and I think the reason why is, is I just wasn't super comfortable in my faith. And I was like, well, that's, that's not right. If I'm taking this faith and religious thing and Christianity seriously, um, it's gotta be more than just surface level. Um, it, it is a daily, as you know, it's, it's a daily, daily grind to, to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, um, FCA played a big role in that again. And as growing up, I was able to build this firm foundation with Jesus Christ through that ministry. And I was like, well, I don't want these kids at this age that are successful at sports 
their identity is in sports to not be presented with this gospel um, of Jesus Christ. So um, slowly but surely have started to um, get it rolling. And, and the Gators have been tremendous organization to let us come in and, and started with them. But the overall goal would be to be in every youth or high school sports organization here in St. Louis. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of how it, it got started here a little bit or how, how it's impacted me is I, I just don't want to see an opportunity slip away where, you know, as, as believers, we are called to, to spread his light. And For sure. I just feel like that I, I had it, I have an opportunity to, to do that with these young athletes. So that's awesome, man. And that's, that's such a good, I mean, that's why we're here, like you said, and to spread that into the, to yep. the younger generation, especially is I think super important. Yeah. Um, so why, I mean, yes, it is important, but why is it so important to you to touch the younger generation? Um, because I, I think for, I think just touching that younger man, it's just so hard. These mm. kids are, these kids have it so, so much harder than, than what we had when, when we were that age, and and it's just getting harder. And it's so hard to see um, the way our world is going, um, and and to slowly see our that younger generation just kind of being taken over by it a little bit. Mm. Um, so I and. I think it's just super important just to grab those kids at, at such a young age and at least present it to them, whether they accept it or not, at least they have the opportunity to, to see the light um, and, and to see guys like me or, or my board members who are heavily mm. involved as well to see these guys that, you know, 25 to 30 years old that still have a, an awesome relationship and still grow every day with Jesus Christ um, to, to have, to see if they wanted to come on board and see what it's all about. So um, I, I think I, I wanted to get to that younger group just because I I've seen what the world is and it's a nasty place. And um, I want to do whatever I can to, uh, to have them, to have them see the light. Yeah. But, and so. I think, I mean, that's, that's so such a good goal because I mean, they're the future really. I mean, and so if they don't have a good foundation, if they, like you said, the world's hard and it's just getting rougher out there. Like if they don't have that foundation, then the future looks even more grim. And so, yeah, being able to really reach out to those kids and really show them a positive um, path to take, I think is huge and so important just for the future of the world. Yeah, hundred percent. And, um, I think, I think whatever profession they go in, you know, a lot of these kids just have an aspiration to be professional athletes or, Mm. or just be successful in whatever they're going to be, but just having Jesus Christ along your side, as well as going through all those things, I I feel like just makes it so much easier. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's that life is not easy, but it, it definitely helps. Um, yeah. for you to be grounded in your faith, um, on a daily basis and, and just try to fight as, as you go on, uh, throughout your day and, and, um, but yeah, so 
that's kind of kind of what we do a little bit. There's a lot. There's a lot more. I, I'd love to get into detail on on what we do, but that's a little bit of what we do for sure. Yeah, and that's all because, like you said, look, the world's getting harder. It's like, so what do you see from from dealing with these younger uh, kids? I mean, teenagers. Yeah. What what do you see now that they have to deal with that makes everything so much more difficult? Oh man, we uh, so. And yeah, I'll, I'll jump into that. But one of the things yeah. I mentioned, we do fellowship groups and mm-hmm. the first month we, me and my board members did our testimonies just to get these kids a little bit more comfortable with us. Um, and then the next month we jumped into social media and I think mm-hmm. that was probably the hardest one, um, that these kids deal with, um, sure. because it is. I mean, social media when we were in high school and college, I think was just trying to get going and now mm-hmm. it's just taken over yeah. and, um, all these kids, I mean, I, we got 10, 11 year olds in our, in our sessions and they got cell phones and they got all of the social media apps. Jeez. So it's just, Hey, we, we went through social media for the whole month and, you know, we talked about, um, you know, the good things about social media, the bad things about social media. And, um, you know, we tried to do a social media challenge on, on see how long we could not be on social media and hmm. how you felt and just, right. just try to get the kids to think about, Hey, there's, there's more than just being on your phone 24 seven and, and being on these apps and get outside yeah. and play and, and just be a kid. I just feel like, um, it, it has really, and there's some great things about social media. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to rag on it, but, um, it's definitely taken over and it's extremely scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the direction it is going and the, the amount of screen time that these kids ha- have, um, cause ultimately that's, that's taking them away from getting into the word, um, yep. and, and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was, uh, probably the hardest one so far is just having to deal with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Social media, I mean, definitely has it, uh, it's positives, but man, the negatives are so strong there with just, uh, you hear about the online bullying, the yes, everything that just comes with it. And it's, it's really sad to, to see, yep. but again, people like you reaching out to these kids with these programs to really try to get a hold of them and just help them understand. Uh, yeah is, is so awesome. And, um, I guess, cause you started in March, right? 2019. Yeah, March, April. Yeah. Of this okay. year. Yep. So, um, so it's been a little while. Have you any stories? Have you seen any sort of change in your community already? Any impacts from this? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little short story. From- yeah from a couple parents they pretty much have said the same thing it's it's just pretty it's just a good reminder and a good kind of reward is is to what we're doing i had so the first month we probably had like 11 to 12 kids within the organization come to our come to our fellowship group so it's it's a small group and which is okay um yeah. but we we would bring our Bibles, obviously, or or our Bible app, and, and mm-hmm. pull up verses and start reading. And and one night, the dad reached out to me after our first month. He called me and he said his son came home after one of the fellowship groups, and he he said, "Hey, Dad, can can I download the Bible app on the phone on my phone, or can I can I get a Bible?" And the dad literally 
broke down and started crying on the phone because mm. he's like, dude, I've been trying to do that for like five years. Wow. Like, I have no idea what that meant to me to, to hear my son want to do that on his own and not just me forcing him to do yeah. it. He was like, what you guys are doing um, is, is amazing. And, and I, I know you guys don't hear it as often as, as you should, but you are making an impact. So just hearing that and the kind of success story there a little bit that whether it's one kid at a time, I take that. That's Absolutely. fine. Yeah. Um, it doesn't need to be a group of 50 kids at a time, but I kind of like the closeness of a smaller group. That way we can get a little bit more deep on conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and I heard that from a, from another parent as well. And just hearing that was, and I shared that with my board members and it was just a, a really cool experience. So, um, that, that was probably for sure, the a success story and what I've, and what I've done, what I've made an impact so far. And it's just been great and all glory to God for sure. Oh so. yeah. That's so cool. And I, I can't wait to be able to hear more uh, success yeah. stories like that as you continue to grow, man, that is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So rewarding for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Now do you, I guess this doesn't really matter, but I'm just curious, is it a co-ed thing or is it just guys right now until you get yeah, leaders it, or it's for sure. Co-ed. Okay. Um, we haven't had any so far. Uh, this organization has about 50 baseball teams. Okay. Ranging from those age groups. And yeah. then there's three or four softball teams. So we haven't quite seen softball yet. Uh, I would love to, it'd be, it'd be awesome to have yeah. them in there, but uh, I've been slowly reaching out to a lot of the coaches um, okay. just, just cause they probably, they know who we are as far as being involved with the organization, but just really presenting to them what we do and inviting them to, our, our sessions. Um, I haven't hit the softball teams up yet, but hopefully, um, I, and I'm slowly starting to learn because I mean, this is, it's a business. Um, right. Um, it's going to take some time. Yeah. And I thought <laughs> it's kind of a slap in the face. I thought right <laughs> out the shoot, I was going to, I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. And, you know, I know the family, a lot of the families within the organization, they're great Christian families. And we're just going to have like 20 to 30 kids every session. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't the case. Right. So, <laughs> Rome wasn't um, built in a day. Right. So yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And our board member, my board members thought the same thing. We're like, this is going to be awesome. And then I was like, ah, no. So take some time um, for sure. Yeah, that's right. Take some time, but no, we haven't, haven't had girls yet. And, um, we, we would love to for sure have some uh, hopefully here, maybe at the beginning of this next year. Awesome. Now you say with your sessions, are these like a specific day during the week or do you during, do it before or after their practices or how do you incorporate that? Yeah. So um, we're, we're learning as we go. When we first started the session fellowship groups, it was in August. Um, and it was, it was once a week. They're once a week and it's on Wednesdays. Okay um, from six to seven. Um, and the reason why we did, we were going to originally go like maybe once or twice a month. Mm -hmm. Um, but going back off of my experience involved with close groups like this, we, I did it every week and it was just a good accountability, um, and a good routine just to get into, uh, and something I could look forward to once a week, every week, just, Hey, I know at this time that I'm going to get refreshed and we're going to be in 
talking in the Bible or talking about Jesus Christ. So it was a good um, opportunity just to get into a good routine. So we changed it to once a week. Um, and now the kids are getting into what we call winter training here. Okay. Um, and so, it, I mean, it's, it's Monday through Friday and the place is packed. Like it, the facility is a 30,000 square foot, basically like pole barn. Okay. Um, it's, it's finished on the inside with, with baseball nets and, and cages and an infield. So, um, so when we meet there on Wednesdays now, cause we're getting into winter training, it's, um, there's teams all over the place. So, oh, wow. uh, we may have to change our, our times a little bit. We may have to go to maybe a weekend or something. Yeah. Uh, just depends on cause are some of the kids we've consistently had are now starting to have winter training around that uh-huh. time. So, um, either we do a session from five to six and get one age group of kids and then get the kids coming out of the, the last session from seven to eight or something like that. So we'll just have to play around with it, but it's for sure once a week. On cool, man. That's so, yeah. awesome. So say for maybe people who maybe don't have faith or don't have strong faith or they do, yeah. but they're, they're just now kind of trying to figure out how to reach these, um, kids or these age group. What are like three three things that you would suggest people who want to help this younger generation have a positive mindset, um, regardless of where they are? Maybe what what are three ways that um, they could reach that generation a little bit easier? Yeah, like to to get them to come to the groups, or well, just to help. Groups. Um, I guess three ways that they can maybe impact their lives, impact them in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say because um, we were we were kind of learning with that a little bit yeah. when we first started because we are going to have all different aspects of this kid's going to be really strong in his faith, this kid's not, this kid's lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were we were pretty careful as to not just wanting to smash it down their throats as far as gotcha. gospel. So. Um, I think for sure, just trying to be a little bit more surface level with those kids. Okay. Um, and I think we have learned along the way, cause we first started out um, me and my board members, just like pretty much preaching the whole time. And then we'd ask questions. And we're like, we need to get the kids a little bit more involved, especially the kids that aren't super strong in their faith. So mm. we've changed our group session around to, we would read, a small portion of our, our context. And then we would jump into a question and we would talk about that question for 10 or 15 minutes. That way it'd get the kids that aren't super strong in their faith to get out of being uncomfortable and, and talk about it a little bit. So I think for sure, just asking the right questions okay. um, and, and trying to get them involved um, whether it's one word answers or they got a full sentence or, right. or a full paragraph to say, yeah. Um, I think just asking the right questions, easy questions, just to get them to talk. Okay. Um, I think that's for sure. Number one, um, number two, um, I think it's helped that we, when we do community service, um, uh, to, to get those kids out, uh, that are kind of lukewarm in their faith or, or just not, not just hasn't been presented to them to come out and, and do community service and serve because at the end of each 
uh, volunteer opportunity we do, we just kind of, we, uh, we just talk about Jesus Christ. So, um, and, and just surface level stuff. And that way they, uh, they're there and they, and they just listen to it. Um, uh, and then that way they're, they're getting fed not only from our fellowship groups, but in our, in our community service. Um, and, and just being, and I think really just trying to get them to talk, um, gotcha. uh, and, and just explaining to just telling, just telling them, Hey, how you feel like about this? Like, what are you going through in your life? Um, what's some things that you're struggling with in school? You talk anything about school, man. I feel like that just opens the door <laughs> wide open, man. Yeah. They, they, can, they can just talk about school nonstop. Huh. Uh, uh, but I, I think just getting them from being uncomfortable to comfortable. Um, I think that's just asking simple questions, uh, maybe starting pretty surface level on, on, uh, the gospel, uh, and then just kind of rolling from there a little bit. So that kid that, that I told you about the dad that called me, he was pretty surface level and his faith was interested. Um, but obviously he went home and, and wanted the Bible app and a Bible. So, uh, it, it, it could, it could be. I had no idea where that kid was in his faith. His yeah. dad kind of explained it to me a little bit because he was one of the kids that just wouldn't talk a whole lot. Mm. Um, but he was more of a little surface level. So it, it was good to hear that, that he wanted to do that kind of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. So get them feeling involved, get them kind yeah. of building a community somehow doing stuff with other yeah. people and then kind yeah. of get them to open up and, and feel comfortable yeah. to talk. Cool. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, and there's so many kids out there that need that. I know in the school systems, yeah. I hear about it all the time, just rough home lives or just, yeah, just their mental states. So those, yeah. are, those are good ways that we can help, help them as well. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, we try to end with uh, some kind of different questions that have to go with pencil leadership. Uh, okay. And if you don't know what pencil leadership is, you guys can look back into the Episode zero explains that or on the website, which will be in the description. But the first one, Jake, is basically we all need mentors. So have you had any mentors that really stand out to you? Yeah. Kind of got you to where you are today. Yeah. Um, Is it okay if I got a few? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, for sure. um, I think growing up uh, would be my dad. Uh Um. I think it was tough. I'll give a little, just a quick little background. So my dad played professional baseball for 12 years um, as we were growing up. So he was gone a lot, um, which had a, which had a pretty big impact on my life. But when he retired, uh, he was pretty much full time in our lives and uh, just kind of making up for lost time a little bit. Um, But what I remember growing up and I I just had a baby five months ago, obviously he's a little too young to start to start doing some devotional stuff, but <laughs> every morning when we came downstairs before we go to school, my dad was sitting right there with Oswald Chambers, the utmost for his highest mm-hmm. opened up. And he was just reading it to us as we ate breakfast before we went out the door. Um, awesome. And I, and I, and that hit me pretty hard, whether I understood, I mean, that book, we, uh, we read that book every day for 10 plus years, I think. I mean, we, we went through it all the time, but, um, I, whether I wanted to listen to it or not, um, he, he was just getting us into a routine, um, whether we wanted to accept it or not, he was getting us into a routine, uh, of, of getting into God's word every day, um, and, and strengthening our, our, our relationship with him. Um, and I, I don't think I really took 
under really understood or took that seriously until I was probably in high school uh, okay. and really understanding Oswald Chambers. That's a tough book. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of deep stuff in yep. there. Um, so I really didn't understand a whole lot of it until I was probably in high school. Um, but my dad just seeing, um, cause he was really profound in his faith. Um, and, and just to see, and he definitely used his, um, baseball career as an opportunity to spread God's word. So I think that was a big thing for me to see. Um, and then when I left high school, obviously I moved out of the house and not seeing my parents a whole lot. Um, and you know, this next one, coach, uh, DeMichael, um, Mm. at, at Indiana Westland, uh, the athletic director there. Um, who's won a couple awards for athletic director of the year, yep. man. He's, he's awesome. representing, he's representing IWU very, very well. Oh, yes. Um, uh, he, uh, he used to be the baseball coach before I got there. He was transitioned to AD, uh, obviously before my freshman year. Um, but I took an internship with him, uh, and I, and I knew him really well before cause he was close to my brothers, but, mm-hmm. um, I took an internship with him a full year and man, that just not only just to learn what he was doing as his job title, but man, what a, what a, um, servant of Christ he is. Um, and I, I learned just, I think I learned more about faith aspect, uh, in Christianity than I did about his job, which was fine. Hmm. Um, but man, I, I learned so much from him and he made such a big impact on my life. Um, and he was actually, he, I got married in 2014 and he, he came from Indiana and spoke at my wedding because wow. he, he knew Kelsey very well. Kelsey yep. played soccer at Indiana Wesleyan as well. So, um, he, he played a big role, um, big role in my life. And, uh, and then the next one, as I transitioned out of college, um, I, I had the amazing opportunity to be in a mentor group, uh, with Mike Matheny, um, oh, wow. Uh, and who's now the the manager of the Kansas City Royals? Yeah. Um, I had a group of my close friends and his son Tate, um, and we met um, every week Monday morning. And he was the one that that led us along with another guy named Mike Hansen. Um, but just just to listen to him, because man, he's just full of wisdom. Um, just being able to listen to him every Monday morning at six a.m. just like really just started my week off, man. That's Just awesome. Motivational Monday for sure. Um, but, uh, Mike Matheny and I still, we still see him every once in a while. Obviously he, he's super busy now, but <laughs> right. when he was transitioning between jobs. Uh, we met, we met on a weekly basis and, and it That's was awesome. just, it was just good to, to be surrounded with godly men like that and, and yeah. learning about leadership, um, and, and what it means just to live out, uh, um, a faithful, a faithful life in, in Jesus Christ. So at least try to as best we can. Right. That's so cool. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, we can't get anywhere without mentors and coaches for sure. No. So the next no. one, looking back, um, we've all gone through ups and downs, hills and valleys. Yeah. Um, has there been a really hard time for you that you've went through, but looking back shaped you and helped you become the man yeah. you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, I think it happened when I was, uh, freshman in college, it, two different scenarios that mesh together. Um, so I came into college hurt already. Mm. So, um, I actually hurt myself before I hurt my arm. I blew my shoulder out. Um, 
before probably I think during the summer or no, it was before summer. I think it was, I, I committed late to Indian Westland. Um, and I committed, um, because my brothers were there. Yep. Uh, so yeah. I, I would have known them. I had built relationships a little better. So I came into college hurt, well, which was not good. So <laughs> <laughs> not good. Um, so I, I was, I came into college, uh, hurt. I was on very heavy pain meds cause I had a very intensive shoulder surgery. Yep. Um, and it got dark quick. Um, it, I was, I was honestly sleeping more than I was awake. Mm. Um, and I just felt like a robot. I, I woke up and in pain, I would go to class, I'd eat lunch, I'd go to physical therapy for two hours, I'd come <laughs> back and I'd go to sleep. And I, I yeah. did that for, for almost a whole year. And, um, I, I've never been through that in my life and it was dark. I felt like a failure. Um, and then I tried my process of trying to come back. Um, and probably another mentor of mine would be Nate Foster. You remember Nate? Oh yeah. Um, good mentor of mine as well. Yeah, man, he played a big role. Um, and it was just a long road to get back to the game that I love, but I believe that baseball was my identity, mm. which was wrong. Um, and I believe looking back on it, that's why Jesus Christ took it away from me was because I needed to be recorrected. Um, but then as I made my road back to baseball, um, I started failing a lot and I wasn't used to it. Um, and, I, and I didn't know how to accept it. And I didn't know how to move on from failure and, and, and try to just search and, and grind for success a little bit like I had when I was younger. Um, so I just dealt with all this failure and I believe that it carried over a little bit into after college and into jobs. I transitioned from a few jobs and I just felt like I was failing again. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, until I really kind of started this iron impact thing, uh, it kind of all works together. Um, but in between the recovery process at, at Indiana Wesleyan, um, my sister was going through a rough time. Um, and, and I, we weren't able to really be there for, her, um, and, and she was just trying to figure herself out. So being comboed with this dark place and failure and my sister, um, those were some tough times. Sure. Um, and, and just having the people like really my wife, uh, who wasn't my wife at the time, um, be there, uh, guys like Nate Foster, coach to Michael, uh, my brother, um, were able to at least help me through a little bit. And coach Michael played a big role in me just, uh, um, getting through the failure piece, uh, for as sure. far as coming back for baseball and, and just life after baseball. So those were probably some of the biggest trials I had. Yeah. Uh, and it has shaped me to, to who I am today. And, um, I think in that whole process, cause it was just so dark that, um, I'd almost given up, just not given up, but it was hard to see the light mm. and um, God calls us when God calls us to not only be uh, pursuing him when things are going good, which, which not a lot of us do, right. Things are going great, but he really wants us to pursue us when things are going bad. And um, I think it's kind of flip flop sometimes because when things are going bad, that's when we're like, okay, Jesus, we really, really, really need you now. <laughs> right. Like, I really, really need you okay, now things are really good. And I'm up at the mountain. Like, 
all right, like I, I'm good now. Like I, right. I think I'm in a good spot as far as, uh, and I think I can do it on my own, but eh, no, that's, that's BS. So, um, I, that's definitely in the mindset I, I, I had when I was in college, like right. I was going through this bad stuff and it's like, all right, Jesus, I, I really, really, really need you. And I didn't really learn that until, you know, a couple of years ago that no, we always really need him when things are going, when things are going awesome. So, but yeah, long story short, those are some of the biggest things I I think I struggled with that kind of made me who I am today. Absolutely. Yeah. Learning to deal with failure is a big thing for sure. Cause we all do it every now and then no one's perfect. So yeah, absolutely. That transitions into the next one. It's kind of, so we all make mistakes obviously, but have you made a mistake that you've kind of really learned from? Um, maybe change your trajectory of, of how you're heading or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I mentioned it just, uh, earlier. Um, I think between, and I regret it for sure. Um, mm-hmm. high school and beginning part of my college, um, I was running away from what God is, was calling me to do Yeah. or, or running away from, certain scenarios that that god wanted me to be a part of or or anything like that because i was uncomfortable in my faith Mm -hmm. um and i was lukewarm not quite surface level but lukewarm in my faith and um i i don't think i understood that hey when you accept this guy named jesus christ into your life it's it's a daily grind and Mm -hmm. i don't think i understood that and i was running away because i was uncomfortable and I, I did not want to express that I, that Jesus Christ was my Lord and say, right, I, I'd accept it. But if someone came up to me that wasn't a Christian that said, Hey, you're different. What's going on with you? I'd probably walk away. <laughs> um, and, and that, which is wrong because, uh, that's an opportunity for you to spread the light to somebody. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I for sure regret, uh, and it's definitely a mistake to, to be that way, uh, growing up, but uh but yeah yep. that's cool see how you've learned and how you've changed yeah you're that's like your mission which is awesome yeah yep so the next one is what character trait is the biggest thing that you want others to see from you so something that you can't really you don't want to waver from you don't want to give yeah. into like it's your solid trait yeah um i think just for sure uh character yeah um, I think character goes a long way on, on, uh, and, and that, and that could spear off into a, a couple of different things, but just, uh, having just good, firm character, um, and, and, and who you are and, and just treating people the right way. For sure. No, um, I think that's a huge one. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think that for sure, just, just character, biggest things that people want to see is, is just my character for sure. That's awesome. And then the last one is, um, so we're all here to, to leave an impact somehow, leave yeah. a positive mark on the world. So after everything is over for, for you on earth, yeah. what do you want people to see that, that you had an impact on or what mark do you want them to see from your life? Um, I would love, and I think I'm still trying to, um, it's a daily grind, but I, for sure, if, if I were, if I were to die here mm-hmm. tomorrow, I, I right. would, I would love for people to say, for the words to come out of their mouth that 
that dude loved Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and that, that dude, um, uh, was definitely a light, uh, Hmm. for, for anybody, whether they're a strong relationship with Jesus Christ or, or they weren't. Um, but that guy really, uh, shined Jesus Christ's light on this world. Um, I think, I think, and I, and man, I, that is going to be a daily grind until I go. (laughs) Right. It (laughs) never, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I ain't never going to figure that one out, but, uh, I, I'm going to try my hardest and work my best to, to, uh, to make that impact and make sure his light is, is shown, especially on, on this generation that's younger than us. Uh, Absolutely. That's so cool. That's awesome. And I, I think you're, yeah, you're definitely heading that direction and you're, Something like you said, you'll never have it down, Pat, but something to always work <laughs> at and always get better at. And that's man, exactly I think right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, hey, Jake, we really appreciate you being on the show today and yeah. just kind of leaving uh, this knowledge with us and, and telling us more about what you're doing. So, um, guys, if you want to check out Iron Impact, uh, more yeah. about Jake and what he's doing, the information for that's in the description below. So, you guys can go check it out, follow, and, and, uh, see how that's growing there again jake thanks so much for being on the show man hey chris i appreciate it man thank you for having me no problem thank you all so much for tuning in to today's show if you enjoyed the show share it with someone else and make a positive mark in their life Also, head over and leave a rating and review at Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think of the show. Help me improve it as we go. And don't forget to check me out on Instagram at chris.anderson8 for motivational, educational, and behind-the-scenes info. Now let's go out and make a positive mark being pencil leaders.